Welcome back, everyone. It's the weekend recap. We're simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. We are diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Number time. Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. Florida. President Bukele of El Salvador is going to speak chad sailor lots of awesome speakers and you can take advantage of the link down below for 10 percent off your tickets to bitcoin 2022 at the time of this recording the block height is 720,100. the bitcoin price 35,520. chain rewrite days 733 total public lightning capacity that's definitely a new all-time high 3,359.15, Moscow time 28.15, blocks to the halvening, 119,900, the numbers. The numbers. The numbers. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. Had a very spicy weekend, haven't we? <laughs> oh, man, that, that was brutal. Uh, welcome uh, to the Bitcoin roller coaster ride. I mean, that's... Welcome to the show, huh? They don't call it Bitcoin roller coaster for no reason, but... If you're just stacking sats and you're zooming out and you're DCA, which is what we advocate on this show, the price isn't important. Um, of course, you know, to quote what Newt said, the purchasing power is the purchasing power of your Bitcoin is important, obviously, at the end of the day. But how much is the cost for freedom? I know it sounds corny, but it's true. And if you hodl your Bitcoin for I would say a cycle, then, you know, these ups and downs don't really bother you as much. They still hurt. You know, lose, losing years worth of salary in minutes is not a good feeling. But anyways, Phil, check this out. I have some stats. I have some stats that we could talk about. Nice. So this is... The numbers uh, have numbers. Brains.com, right? It has a lot of, you know, a lot of mining data. Anyways, check this out. So the difficulty... Right. And the difficulty is essentially how difficult is it to mine Bitcoin? Right. The the thing, the the calculation that you're mining for becomes more difficult as more hash rate comes on the network to keep to make sure that the network maintains that 10 minute block time. And the hash rate was increasing at such a rate that the difficulty actually hit a record high in Bitcoin's history. This is the difficulty back in May. Uh, May 24th, the difficulty was 25 million, and we just hit 26 million, 26 and a half million on Sunday, January 23rd. Wow, the price took a tumble, and of course, right, and, I, and I've been telling you guys to pay attention to the hash rate, and the hash rate took a tumble because of that. Now, what would be really interesting, what would be signal, and we're going to follow this up uh, this week, is if the hash rate keeps on going up even after the difficulty adjustment, right? So mm. when the difficulty adjustment goes up like that, it makes it harder to mine Bitcoin. And when I say it makes it harder, it takes a little bit longer, you know, for your miner to find that said, you know, of course, if you're using a mining pool, you know, you're making a little bit less. Right. Um, and, you know, hopefully the difficulty goes up forever, just like the hash rate. You want that to go up forever. But as miners get more and more efficient, you know, that difficulty is just going to be a walk in the park if you have an uh, an S19 XP, right, compared to an S9, right? So, I don't know, just very interesting stuff. Uh, let's see how this plays out. Um, and that really was a big difficulty adjustment, which means that a lot of miners are going onto the network. 
I don't know, dude, it's it's very bullish, but the price isn't representing this bullishness, right? So uh, let's see what happens, Phil. I don't know if this happens to you, but now every single time I hear forever, all I hear is forever, Laura. It's going up forever. What is and that? I know it doesn't where, is that, where is that from? It's from Michael Saylor when he did the interviews with, mm. uh, I think, Laura, Sh Laura Shin, possibly, or I, I could be wrong about the, uh, the last name. But anyways, um, yeah, that, you know what? I guess we should have, I guess we kind of should have expected the mining difficulty to, to peak out because the hash rate peaked out. Um, and to your point, I'm, I'm going back to the conversations we've had, Nico, the, the conversations where we've talked about the hash rate being a leading indicator. So this is going to be, this is going to be tested and it's going to be interesting because there's lag, right? Like this is something that we've discussed, right? Where, you know, I believe that there's some lag and again, not speculating, just, you know, we're just shooting the shit here. Okay. So what is that thing all. that you say? We're kibitzing. We're, we're kibitzing. That's all, you know, like the, that's it, you know, but look, it's interesting. Now I'm very curious as to what that lag is and if it's reproducible. And of course, my monkey brain, okay, if, if, this, if we can reproduce this, is going to create a pattern out of it, and I'm going to decide, right? And, and you're, I'm sure you may feel the same way. You're going to decide there's a pattern and we can follow it until it breaks. I, I and, mean, then we're like, and then we're like everyone else. <laughs> so I mean, like, but here's the thing, right? Um, the, the, so... I would be interested to see if the hash rate continues to go up even yeah. after the difficulty adjustment, right? Because yeah. the difficulty adjustment essentially creates an incentive or de-incentive to essentially make sure that the block time comes in at 10 minutes. So right? what is it? I have a question then. What would it mean to you right now since the difficulty readjusted to an all-time high? What would it mean to you right now if the hash rate kept going broke to a, to a now new all-time high? That's really bullish. That and historically <laughs> the price tends to follow that, right? But if the difficulty adjustment hits and the price continue, I mean, f put the price aside. If the difficulty adjustment hits and the hash rate stays the same or kind of goes sideways or actually goes down, then that means that the hash rate just hit an all-time high because of the incentive of the previous difficulty, right? But if the difficulty remains the same and of course it always adjusts every 2016 blocks about every two weeks right but if the hash rate continues to go up like it, it rebounds from the because it took t quite a bit of a tumble after the after the difficulty uh, adjustment but if it continues if it rebounds and continues to go up with this current difficulty that means that there's more miners going on the network which means right that people with a lot of capital, because it is expensive to mine nowadays, right? Um, they're seeing a promising future in Bitcoin, right? That me and theoretically, the higher the hash rate, the higher Bitcoin becomes to computationally attack, right? To rewrite that chain. So, it to me, it's bullish, right? But again, it's what you said. I think that the price lags the hash rate, and again, it's just a theory, um, and this theory comes from my many years in Bitcoin and uh, uh, entering Bitcoin from the mining perspective. So I'm looking at this a little bit different than the TA guys. And, you know, and historically, when I, I seen the, the hash rate recover, the price tended to follow very quickly after. So let's see if I'm wrong. All right. This is a theory after all. You know, I could just be a monkey drawing lines, like you said. We're going to have to see.
But we like the theory. Right now, we like the theory. So. Right now, it right now it works. Right, but look it at Plan good. B, bro. Okay. Look at Plan B. A million followers and got it completely know, but we just... wrong. <laughs> so listen. So listen. In in all fairness, if we have ninety per ninety eight percent down and ninety eight percent up, the theory holds. Okay, so ninety eight percent variance to the downside and to the upside. The pattern holds. He's moving the goalposts right now. Like there aren't any goalposts, Nico. There aren't any goalposts. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a freaking. It's just up and to the right. You know, like that's, that's what it is, man. It's just up. He's right. got rid of them. You know, he went from December to. It's just so funny. This is why we don't speculate on the show. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily fail. The daily fail is brought to you by Amber app. Check them out. Amber.app. It is a Bitcoin stacking app by actual Bitcoiners. The link is down below. Amber, the smart way stack sets. All right, everyone, we got tagged pretty quick on this one. We had some other fails, which we're going to cover after, but we figured we had to start. We had to start with this. This is this is just brutal. I mean, we've covered Grift Boy, I mean, BitBoy before in the past, okay, with, you know, what he charges different shitcoin projects to advertise their quote-unquote technology. Anyways, um, this is a pretty brutal video. Um <laughs> It's interesting, right? It, look at the way he worded the tweet. You know, Bitcoin as a network will have to change. Do you agree? Well, listen to his own listen to his own take uh, in this video, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this a little after Nico. Look, here here's a fact: Bitcoin's gonna have to change. It's gonna have to change. It, it, at some point, it doesn't matter how clean that energy is. Bitcoin as a network will eventually have to change away from proof of work. So proof of stake is a much easier way. It doesn't take a lot of uh, you know electricity to be able to you know bring the coins into the supply and send transactions. Proof of work is what we know as mining. Solving complicated math problems is the long and the short of that. Uh, and it takes a lot of power. Now it doesn't take nearly as much as they want you to think it takes. But it takes a lot more power compared to proof of stake. So look, you know, I think eventually, like. Proof of work is going to die. I do believe, I just think the environmental push and environmental calls, as stupid as I think they are, as ridiculous as I think they are, as much as I disagree with these narratives, they're just going to get too loud. If you have the European Union, if they were to actually ban proof of work mining, think about what that would mean. Look, here, here's a fact. Nothing. There's not there's not that much mining. In, okay. Nothing, dude. There's not that much mining in Europe right now. Anyways. Like if, if and again, like it's something that he he doesn't understand. Like Bitcoin's meant to be attacked. This is meant to be attacked, and the incentive that mining provides only by proof of work can't be replaced by anything. And but, another thing, dude, it's that like I I I really dislike these people that have essentially made their contribute their success to Bitcoin. Right? I don't I don't say crypto, but to Bitcoin because all those cryptos would not exist. If it wasn't for Bitcoin and essentially he's doing the, you know, the old meme that we say in Bitcoin so much. I'm I, he's not new to Bitcoin, but I'm here to Bitcoin and I'm here to fix it. Right. Bitcoin's proof proof of work and its energy usage is a feature and not a bug. I'm sorry, Phil. Go ahead. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I just wanted to point out did at the end of that video, um, did you hear what he said? So he explains that 
even though they're he doesn't agree with their narratives and he believes that they're wrong, we should just go along with it because they're getting too loud. Who's paying him? Like that is that is some of the most, you know, that is some of the most ridiculous pushover nonsense. I mean, are are you kidding me? So so what? So so we should switch to a shittier system that's going to re-enslave us at a different level and in more ways just because the machine's getting too loud? Are are you kidding me, man? Like that's 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 weak. How can you even like, you know, I mean, for somebody that's been in this space for so long and to not understand proof of work and and Nico, you provided an excellent thread from Dergigi, which we're going to dive into, which debunks all of the ridiculous nonsense that he just explained. We're going to dive into it, but I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No. And, and you know, the, the, the disappointing part about this is that, look, he's saying essentially the same thing that the World Economic Forum is saying. He, he, like it, he's saying like that's not good <laughs> you know he's on the same side as the machine and who's paying him and here's the unfortunate part and i want you guys to at least take this from this video is that wealthy people that are in crypto have the most to benefit from a proof of stake system because a proof of stake system essentially allows them to change the monetary policy depending on how much stake they have depending on how many tokens depending on how many coins they have they have more influence over the network what does that sound like to you that sounds like the system we have today what makes bitcoin special is the proof of work proof of work is what makes bitcoin uncorruptible right and without proof of work you would have a corruptible network and this is exactly what Gigi's thread is about to explain he really explains the intricacies of it but it, it, it just it it pisses me off because these people owe their success to Bitcoin, but then they are they're doing exactly what um, Guy Swan came on the show to talk about, right? About essentially shitcoiners wanting their Lambos, and they have no problem killing Bitcoin in the process if it means more Lambos for them. But they don't realize that the innovation the freedom enabling technology that happened when satoshi invented bitcoin was the proof of work that's what makes sure that's what makes sure that everyone plays fair that nobody cheats and that's what makes sure that someone with one bitcoin and someone with a million bitcoin have the same influence over the network and that's what makes bitcoin different than anything else that came before it and honestly, anything else that came after it. And I just want to point one more thing out is that um, Ethereum that advocates, you know, Vitalik advocates for something like proof of stake. It's still proof of work. They haven't gotten proof of stake to work yet, even though they've been calling for it for four years time. Right. This is just man. And again, he's going to get a lot of likes. I saw the video had two hundred and forty four thousand views. It's going to get a lot of clicks. Because he's agreeing with the machine. He's agreeing with the establishment. Oh, it's too hard to fight them. We just we have to we just have to go with it. Might as well, right? Forget about the uh, economic incentive that uh, proof of work provides, right? Proof of work could actually make sustainable energy profitable for the first time ever, right? Because Bitcoin miners could buy all of that excess energy even when there's no demand for it. Right. So, again, uh, it's just it's just 
freaking stupid, dude. Anyways, let's check out what Gigi has to say on all this. Yeah, and before we dive into the thread, I just, as you were talking, it made me think, right? Unlike a proof-of-stake system, having Bitcoin doesn't just automatically give you more Bitcoin. You actually, you have to continue to provide work and value if you want to increase your Bitcoin holdings, whereas with a shitcoin and a proof-of-stake system, you don't have to do anything. Anyways, let's dive into this thread. Gigi says it best. Yeah, Gigi definitely kills it. Um, he's awesome. A failure to understand... This is a thread. Sorry, this is a thread from Gigi. Here we go. A failure to understand proof of work is a failure to understand Bitcoin. Decentralized systems, by definition, do not have a single source of truth. Satoshi's breakthrough was to build a system that allows all participants to zero in on the same truth independently. Proof of work is what allows this to happen. The point of proof of work is to create an irrefutable history. If two histories compete, the one with the most work embedded in it wins. The chain with the most work is the truth by definition. This is what we call Nakamoto consensus. Why does this work? In short, because we require, uh, in short, because work requires energy. You can't cheat it. You can't argue with it. You can't lie about it. The proof that you did the work is self-evident in the outcome of the work. In Bitcoin, work is computation. Not any kind of computation, but computation that has no shortcut. Guessing. There is no shortcut because there is no progress. Every guess stands on its own. The beautiful thing is that the work itself is embedded in the solution. The data speaks for itself. The map is the territory. There is no external source of truth required. The work is implicit in the data due to the probabilistic nature of guessing. Other mechanisms, such as proof of stake, don't have this property. You can never be sure that what you're looking at is actually, actually the truth since there is no external cost to create an alternative truth. Computation is only bridge between the realm of information to the physical realm. When dealing with information, all we have is information and the transformation of information, computation. Computation requires energy. Energy is the bridge. Energy is real. Remove this bridge to the physical world and you will stay in fantasy land. You can't tell what actually happened. You will have to trust others to tell you what happened. You can't verify it yourself. You have to rely on trust. Proof of stake has plenty of other problems, such as fair validator selection, who decides? Naturally centralizing effects, more stake equals more reward equals more stake. And having no natural resistance to timestamp manipulation attacks, for example. Proof of work solves exactly these problems. It decentralizes the selection process, creates physical proof of what happened, has real externalized costs, and decentralizes time. Awesome. So look, I mean, I think Dergigi explained it best. I don't know how much more I can possibly riff or add on it. I Look, I mean, it's, it is the chain of truth. That's why, you know, we, we also call it truth chain. Right. Because that that's that's also what it is. OK, like that's what Bitcoin is. It's mathematical truth all the time. None of these other shit coins offer that. OK, so this I, I know we're going to sound like total tinfoil hatters, but this is part of the you know, this is part of the grand, you know, the grand plot to get people to continue to use the same crappy system that can be centrally controlled and centrally manipulated all the time. 
Okay. We always tell you that Bitcoin is our only shot. We always tell you that this is our only chance. Like we're, we're not kidding. That's exactly what it is. Proof of work. You have to put in the work. Otherwise it does not exist. That's what keeps it fair, right? That's what keeps the system fair. That's what makes everyone equal because it doesn't matter whether you're the president of the United States, the chairman of China, right? You know, the head of the European Union, you have to mine and spend that energy just like, not spend, use that energy just like everybody else. And anybody could plug in a miner and mine Bitcoin. The system is equal. In a proof of stake system, the person that has more ETH than you or more of that said token, they have a bigger influence over the network. You are not equal. And what does that sound like to you? That sounds like exactly the system we have today that we're fighting for. All the wealth inequality, where do you think that comes from? The money printer, right? All the corruption, where do you think that comes? The money printer. Bitcoin and its energy usage is the solution and its energy usage is a feature not a bug and it's what it's going to propel a humanity and civilization to its next stage right and if you want to fight it so be it but another thing that i want to comment about bitboy is that this is one of this is one of the most popular crypto channels on youtube and it's channels like this is where we decided to start Simply Bitcoin because mm -hmm. I hate using this word, but the amount of misinformation that come and they get hundreds of thousands of views because they come up with clickbaity titles saying if you buy this token, this is the potential to make you the next billionaire, make you the next thing. We don't talk about this. We don't talk about the price on this channel. We don't talk about speculation. All we're doing is we try to provide you signal on what's happening on the revolution. Why don't we talk about shitcoins on this channel? Because that's noise. Yes, you can gamble. You can absolutely gamble. And but but be aware that you are gambling. That's what you're doing. Or, right, you could take part of the the peaceful revolution that we're currently experiencing, right, where Bitcoin is essentially replacing the central bank system, right, the slavery system, right? We're already seeing uh, rumblings from, uh, from El Salvador. We're seeing people use Bitcoin and stablecoins. It sucks, right? But I think that they have this false conception that holding the U.S. dollar is more stable than Bitcoin, even though in a long... In a long time, if you zoom out, that's not the case at all, but whatever, they'll learn the hard way. But the point is, is that people are using Bitcoin all around the world in countries that need Bitcoin the most, in Venezuela, in Turkey, in Nigeria, right? In totalitarian regimes, it's providing them, right, private property for the first time potentially in their lives, right? And how is all of this possible? Because it's an uncorruptible money whose monetary policy is set in stone, it could not be changed. And that's all thanks to the decentralized node network all around the work and the miners, the proof of work, which is why we always say in the beginning of the show, we hope the hash rate, meaning the amount of energy put into the Bitcoin network goes up forever because if that's the case, the harder Bitcoin becomes to attack, the more uncorruptible it becomes 
to the machine. The machine actually spent has to spend real life money and energy to try to fuck with Bitcoin. And that's what you want as a human being. Do you not want uncorruptible money? Or do you want more of the bullshit that we've been experiencing as a civilization for hundreds, if not thousands of years, right? Where the central authority is able to debase your time, your energy, your work. That's what makes Bitcoin special. And people like him, even with such a big fucking influence, do not understand that. And that's absolutely terrifying. Anyways, some thoughts. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. I think you said it best. And being in the space this long, not understanding the importance of proof of work. Who's paying and then, him? And, and, then simply, paying him? And, and then simply laying down. Simply laying down and saying, you know what, they're, they're, all, they're all getting too loud. Everybody's getting too loud. No one's better than their incentive. Who's paying him, dude? Exactly. Who's paying him, Phil? What, what shitcoin sponsored him to say that? Because people like I him that, that. Have, all those, have all those followers, you saw, dude. Solana approached me and they said they wanted BitVolt to get associated because they want that mm -hmm. brand association. I can't even imagine someone that has a million subscribers on YouTube, what companies, what shit coins would be willing to pay him yeah. to sell their garbage. I, I can't even imagine. But anyways, what's the next fail, dude? Okay. <laughs> Gets me so know, riled it so, up. It was terrible. It was, it was brutal. Watching that video, like, I couldn't even, I mean, we had to watch the whole thing for the show, but I, I tried to watch it before and I, I, I couldn't. Anyways, okay, let's dive into the uh, the next one, which talking about shit coins, Nico, talking about things that don't require work. Okay, so we were tagged by Carl underscore 21M. Thank you. All right, on, on this fail. And this is right out of the World Economic Forum, Nico. This is, they are, uh, they are getting good. So check this out, right? What we were just talking about, we just went through that whole nice long thread from Dergigi explaining the importance of proof of work, why it works, why it's, you know, why it's needed, okay? So this goes back to what we were talking about, tokens that don't require any kind of work and that just are, but what they do have is a narrative. And what's really dangerous about this type of narrative, to me anyways, this is the kind of confusing, divisive shit that keeps everybody actually separated. This is, this is inclusion, okay? This is, in, this is inclusion, or actually I, I should say this is um, divisive, you know, separation under the guise of inclusion. That's, that, that's the way I see it. Okay. Anyways, this is a tweet from the world economic forum. Here we go. We're not going to watch the whole thing. I just want to show the beginning and raise funds for climate justice and gender equality. World of women to organize auctions. Okay. There's nothing so, wrong with like. There's nothing wrong no, no. like you know those. Uh, I, I I I I'm cheering those women to succeed, but I think that Absolutely. they're they're using okay. the wrong tools. Anyways, hold on, hold on. So what's what's disingenuous? What's disingenuous is the idea. Okay, is the idea that a token or NFT or anything like that is geared towards helping specifically any one of these causes. Bitcoin is everyone and anyone, anyone who chooses to use it for their cause. So these artists, okay, if they want to truly hold proper you know, proper money that has the characteristics that they need because they're talking about artists in third world countries, mind you, okay, then you know what? They can go and sell real art and get Bitcoin 
on a place like scarce.city, okay, where they can sell real art, not not fake internet art, but real art, right? Because I'm pretty sure those people have much more access to real materials than they all do laptops and stuff like that, right? And I'm pretty sure they don't all have Photoshop subscriptions and, and shit like that. Okay, they can go over here, they can make real art, and they can get actual Bitcoin. And Bitcoin doesn't have to sell you a narrative. Okay, it doesn't have to sell you the narrative about gender equality or climate justice. Okay, you can simply earn Bitcoin. And if you believe in those things, okay, you can decide to go out and do something towards those things using Bitcoin. It doesn't need to be a shitcoin. It doesn't need to be an NFT. That that's my whole that that's my whole thing behind that. And that's why I think it's disingenuous because and again, it's coming from the World Economic Forum, because why do you think they want you using that? Why do you think they want you using that platform, those platforms? Because they can control those platforms. They can monitor those platforms. They can ensure that those platforms are, quote unquote, inclusive. That is the most psychotic, hypocritical crap I've ever heard. OK, it's it's exclusion by inclusion. It's, it's the strangest thing I've ever seen where they pretend to be all inclusive, but it's only inclusive to what their narratives are. Bitcoin doesn't care. Like, yeah, you know, we sit here and we talk about Bitcoin and stuff like that, but not everybody's like us. Right. Not everybody cares about Bitcoin 24 seven. Not, not not everybody sits there and wants to be on Twitter and look at memes all day long and stuff like that. Not everybody wants that. Everybody has their own life. They all have their own desires. OK, like it's it's just the most ridiculous garbage. I, I just I can't believe the nonsense that we're putting up with. And this is from the World Economic Forum. This isn't even from like <laughs> anyways, this is total clown world. Anyone else find it funny that the the people that say you own nothing and be happy are also shilling NFT? <laughs> and not only that, they're against Bitcoin. <laughs> so the people that don't want you to own nothing and be happy are actively shilling NFTs and altcoins, but they're against Bitcoin. I think that's the signal. I think that's what you need to pay attention to. Mm. And yeah, man, it's just it's it's a giant misdirection play. And these people are are absolutely evil. And you know what, Phil? They're created a lot of these world elites, right? They're created by the Cantillion effect, right? By by the money printer. There be, and because the money printer, essentially what it does, every time the government prints money, it's a redistribution of wealth from the have-nots and the middle class to the elites and the state. So if you really want to help women, wouldn't you want them to own a, a, a currency, a, a, a unit of account, wealth? Wouldn't you want their wealth to be in something that can't be debased? can't be easily confiscated you can mm -hmm. send to anybody freely without having to ask anybody for permission including a man right to anybody around the world wouldn't you want them in that but no you're shilling them something that look how insidious this is you're shilling them something you're advertising and you're using race which is so low right you're shilling them something that and can gender be, that can and gender that can be manipulated it can be copied, right? And the reason that they're doing that is because it can be controlled and it could be manipulated by them. And if it could be manipulated by them, it has the stamp of approval. When do we find out BitBoy is sponsored by the World Economic Forum? When? 
Huh? You hit the nail on the head. Uh, absolutely. And you know what? It, it's it's these disingenuous. It, it, excuse me. It's these disingenuous narratives that people, most of us, get fooled on. Okay. And we. This goes back to my earlier point. I'm sorry, but the whole inclusion. I, I think it's it's complete hypocritical nonsense. They it, it pretends to be inclusive, but what it does. Okay. Is it actually singles everything out and makes everything painfully and makes everything. Um, how could I say this? Like a hill to die on, right? Like all of a sudden this needs to be an issue, but it's not an issue. It's just an issue because they're bringing it up and they're, and it's being created that there is some type of an issue. And, and it's the most ridiculous nonsense I've ever heard. Bitcoin is for everyone. It doesn't care what you believe. It doesn't care what you think you are, what you are. It makes, it, it doesn't care. You just, you go out and you decide to either mine it or you decide to purchase it. You learn about hodling. You learn about running Bitcoin core. You learn about having a hardware wallet. That's it. It doesn't care about any of these things by these organizations, making things about your gender, about your race, about climate change, about all of these things, you know, something, what they're doing is they're creating division and, and they're sowing the roots of the confusion. That's truly what I believe. Anyways. Dude, 100%. They're hiding behind moral virtue to seem virtuous. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. The Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's pure Bitcoin signal. You're not going to get any freaking noise here, shit coins. And there's only a thousand copies made per volume. It's stories, articles by toxic Bitcoiners. Get your print of Citadel 21 today. Leave it to the plebs to meme the fuck out of this. Ben Armstrong, when are you going to announce that you're sponsored by the World Economic Forum? Anyways, check out this tweet or this meme by the pleb. Bitcoin shitcoins. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Right, That's they so well they done. appear right, and it, you're always gonna get that one pistachio that you think there's a pistachio inside, but it happens to be empty. That's what a shitcoin is. Anyways, moving on to next one. By Abuelito Panama, please Bitcoin don't tip anymore. Do you want me to sell the blanket as well? <laughs> I think we all felt that way the last couple of days. Anyways, mm -hmm. next meme by Pablor, the Bitcoin Week in review. Bitcoin stock to flow and on chain analysis. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, this is a meme. Uh, it really is a meme. It's by the president of El Salvador. And of course, he's talking about the price. He's working at McDonald's. Naeem, absolutely hilarious. Moving on to the next one. And it's replying. You leave it up to the to the plebs, man. Bitcoinator, Michael, the fries at table 34K. Wait, I'm holding the stupid balloons. Absolutely hilarious. Super freaking hilarious. Anyways, by Honk Hogan. This is a bank run from 1930s and if you guys don't know what a bank run is essentially the banks don't have all your cash right they essentially they loan that well not at not even even anymore because since last year there's a zero <laughs> there's a zero percent <laughs> reserve rate but before that right uh banks only had to hold uh, hold a certain amount of your actual cash right the rest they loan it out to people so what happened in the 1930s is that everyone went to the bank and asked for their money all at once and essentially that the banks didn't have it and it just caused the banks to freeze up and that's called the bank run. And because that happened, the federal government re re uh, essentially replied with the federal, with the FDIC insurance that you see at any bank that you go. You'll see it by the teller. It says uh, uh, your deposit is insured by up to $250,000, right? But mm -hmm. it's insured by what? 
<laughs> it says by the full faith that by the federal the United States federal government. What are they gonna? They're just gonna print it. <laughs> it's all fictitious. Anyways, uh, and I absolutely nothing. I love it, and this is why it's so important to take self custody, right? Binance, Coinbase, Kraken. Where's our Bitcoin? They don't have it. Paper manipulation. This is so true. The only way that you know for a fact that you have your Bitcoin is by taking Bitcoin into self custody and making sure that the addresses that you actually look and you say, okay, I have the private key to those addresses. How do you know for sure? By running your own node, by having your own copy of the blockchain and not having to rely on anybody else. That's what you should do. But anyways, for those awesome scores, Phil, I'm going to give it a Shiatsu foot massage thing. Ooh. Yeah, that I have under my desk. What about you? Dude, we, we are in sync today. You know what I'm going with? Rechargeable heated insoles. Oh, and dude, you know what? They're even controlled with a remote. You took those off for the show. Wow. Oh, I, I'm still charging them. Oh, okay. See, he wouldn't yeah. take them off for the show. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Cool. That's the point. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we want to know, do you agree with our scores? You disagree? Let us know down in the comment section. And, of course, join our Telegram group. Link us some Bitcoin memes to review. Because a Bitcoin meme review, we need memes to review. And subscribe to us on alternative video platforms because we do make fun of the World Economic Forum. Like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. It's our favorite because it's Bitcoin TV and they don't censor there. It's Bitcoin TV. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. All right. So we talk about the better flag theory of Bitcoin. What is that? Essentially, uh, it, it, Bitcoin empowers the individual, right? So on, on a physical level, right, you're going to be able to take your money with you. You're not, not only are you able to vote with your feet, but you're also able to vote with your wallet. Bitcoin allows you to cross borders and you can memorize a 12 word seed phrase and you could take billions, if not trillions of dollars in your mind. And it also creates a better flag theory when it comes to Bitcoin exchanges or, or companies that offer Bitcoin to buy, right? Robinhood, we all know, right? This is where all, all the Zoomers were, all the Zoomers and Millennials were buying the game stock stonks and all that stuff, right? And they offered Bitcoin. How could they not? They're they're missing out on all that revenue, right? Same as PayPal. How could PayPal chose to ignore Bitcoin in the beginning, but they had to offer it. Why? Because Cash App was doing it. Well, yep. PayPal had to offer users to be able to withdraw their Bitcoin. Why? Because Cash App was offering that. And now that Cash App and PayPal allow their users to withdraw Bitcoin, that forces people that don't allow their users to withdraw Bitcoin, like Robinhood, to offer withdrawals, right? That's exactly what's happening with Robinhood. We do not recommend you buying Bitcoin on Robinhood because what you're buying right now is paper Bitcoin. And I'm just going to go back to this awesome meme by Hong Kogan to remind you what ha what could potentially happen when you don't take self-custody. You're relying on someone else to custody that Bitcoin for you. And that takes away the most special power of Bitcoin is being able to store, taking self-custody, right? It's, it's insane. Never been able to, you've never been able to store so much wealth in your mind ever. Anyways, so a little suspicious things here. Let's check it out. Some users, some users, right, can now withdraw their Bitcoin from Robinhood. The feature, is, the feature is rolling out in phases to those on the wait list. So let's let's go back to this. So 
let Phil, you see these people with the top hats in front, but they're the darker top hats. I sure Those do. are some of the users. The people over here are on the wait list, and that's everybody else. <laughs> so just that's to kind of give you, just to kind of give you guys a real life analogy of what the fuck this sounds like, Robinhood said it expects to roll out the feature to ten thousand customers by March. Right? Why is it? Why are they rolling out a feature? Do they not have the Bitcoin already? Questions. Just questions, right? Anyways, uh, let's get to the actual news because this was just a little bullet point. Anyways, uh, this is an awesome tweet by Naim Bukele. This is Brussels, the administrative center of the European Union, and they dare to say El Salvador is a dictatorship. Remember, if you've been listening to mainstream media, I don't call them mainstream media anymore. We don't call them mainstream media. They're really legacy media. Joe Rogan is getting more viewers, right? So legacy media, corporate media, captured media, whatever you want to call it, they would like you to believe that El Salvador is a dictatorship. Why? Because they made Bitcoin legal tender, obviously. But remember what we've always been saying on the show. Why is there protest? Why is there giant protests in all over Europe and some in the United States, I might add? But there's very little protests in El Salvador. But wait a second. He's the dictator. What's going on? Anyways, let's take a uh, just a little tiny short view of the video. <laughs> Pretty sure they don't have those big water trucks in El Salvador. <laughs> but hey, Nico, it's it's a parade. It's a parade, and they're just and they're just hydrating the crowd. That's true. The crowd is thirsty. This the is, crowd is thirsty. They're the just hydrating. It's thirsty. thirsty for freedom. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, next, next, uh, next tweet, and I, I'm gonna tell you why this is awesome in a second. Okay. Because this might seem like noise. This is Naim Bukele meeting with the president of Turkey, Erdogan. Uh, let's see him walking out. Merhaba, asker. He said buy Bitcoin in Turkish. No, just kidding. Um, okay, but what happened? Right. So this is like, you know, the formal, you know, that they roll out the military parade when a head of state visits the country. That's normal. Every country does it. Nation states, whatever. Anyways, why is this important? Why am I talking about this? Because Turkey just suffered, right, the near 20 year high as uh, inflation near 20 year high. Right. Turks are being hit by some of the worst inflation they've ever experienced, even though they're familiar with it. We've covered it on an earlier episode, right, where mm -hmm. we essentially said, or it would, there was evidence that Turks are fleeing, right, to, I hate using this word, but cryptocurrencies, they're using stable coins and Bitcoin, right, to kind of hedge themselves, to save themselves from inflation. So is it too much of a stretch to say that Naim Bukele potentially brought up this you know this thing that's happening in his country called bitcoin to the president of turkey when they met is that too much of a stretch i don't know and it looks like turkey would need something like bitcoin but i'm gonna leave you a thought before you guys get it too excited and i actually tweeted this out um about a week ago a week or so ago i think that heads of state would rather their populations stay poor if it means them stay in power to be honest so before you get too excited just you know have that in your mind and also one thing to incorporate is that el salvador never had their own currency right it's not like turkey 
that has their own tur- they have the lira even though i'm going to pull up this chart because it's something to definitely talk about um even though their currency has gone down 99.3 percent towards bitcoin uh they still have their shitcoin that if they convince people to use that actually empowers the government so if you're like the president of turkey and you could dictate the monetary policy and enslave and potentially capture some of the work some of the energy from your population by tricking them into using your currency by money by decree right where's the incentive to come up with to 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 essentially make bitcoin legal tender and if you compare that to el salvador el salvador was using the dollar so they didn't are they didn't get to dictate their monetary policy. In fact, their monetary policy was dictated by the United States. And every time the United States would print, El Salvador would actually get poorer. So El Salvador had every incentive to look at Bitcoin and be like, "We're going to give that a shot." But someone who's kind of authoritarian, kind of a dictator like Erdogan, maybe perhaps he doesn't like the freedom enabling technology that Bitcoin brings. I don't know, but Let's see. Anything's possible, but I uh, don't get your hopes up, Phil. Yeah, I mean, he's already expressed that that he, you know, that he doesn't like quote unquote cryptocurrencies. You know, like they've already expressed that they're that that they're a government that is not. No, you know, it, it's worse. He declared war on Bitcoin yes. specifically. <laughs> well, you know, I know he he uses the harsh word of war, but you know, it's <laughs> anyways. Yes, exactly. Right. I mean, look, they're not friendly towards Bitcoin. They're definitely not friendly towards shitcoins. I mean, who cares anyways, because they're shitcoins. But look, um, do I believe what I would I like to believe that a government would do the right thing for its people and give them money that would actually retain value, considering the people in that government are people that are in that country and part of that country? I'd love to believe that. But to your point, I, I think that... Uh, I think that these leaderships, you know, like governments like that, listen, no one is going to, no one is going to work themselves out of a job. No one is going to tell everyone else, you don't need to pay me for what I'm doing for you. Okay. Especially not a government that retains an incredible amount of power, you know? So look, did, did Naib Bukele talk about Bitcoin to them? I, I would like to say he did. Um... But I think that if the Turkish government is going to look at Bitcoin, they are going to look at it for their own pockets and their own means to fight what they are perpetrating on their own people. You know, um, this is something that was said by somebody in Bitcoin way smarter than me long before me. But um, it's governments that censor the most that require censorship resistant money the most. So, Amen. you know, when we look at these governments, right, that are doing this, look, they're going to want Bitcoin the most and they're going to, you know, they're going to tell their population to eat the crap, but they're going to hoard the corn. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely going to hoard the hoard the corn. That's that's <laughs> very true. Very true. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. The software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io, the safest way to store your seed I've got the cipher grid over here, comes with the punch tool and the tamper resistant wire and the cipher wheel, which I just banged my mic with. All right, we've got Mercury Wallet version 0.5.9 that was released. It's down below in the show notes. We say it every episode. Rain or shine, 
We drop episodes Monday through Saturday unless we post differently. Look for our audio our our audio only episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. I don't know awesome. why that was so tough. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from actual freaking Bitcoiners. Definitely consider hitting that subscribe button and we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode of Bitcoin. Don't get fooled by all the ridiculous narratives. Bitcoin is for everyone and anyone.